All right, good evening, everyone. Once again, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome. Guys, for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says Lord. And I got a little bit ahead of myself, as I always like to say, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. We hope you guys are having a blessed evening as well as we are. As you can see from the title, it says, you preach. And I know we are very familiar with this saying as well as actions speak louder than words. A lot of people won't listen to what we're saying if our actions aren't mirroring or echoing what we what we say. So without any further ado, I'm gonna pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this. Always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. As they would say in Spanish, I think they say gracias. So thank you very much. <laughs> <Didn't> um, <I? laughs> again, we are grateful for each of you who are tuning in with us from uh, wherever you may be around, around the universe. Uh, we are delighted to have you. We are thankful for you. And uh, we hope and pray that God continues to help you as well as us to see his truth every day. So we're going to go into a word of prayer before we get into the Bible study tonight. If you guys have an opportunity, to, we encourage you to do so. So here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you yet again, Lord. Time and time again, Lord, you continue to bless us. You continue to love us, cherish us. You continue to uh, just show us love and compassion, Lord. You continue to show us Lord, we, we, we're not deserving, we're not worthy, Lord, but we thank you first and foremost before we ask you for anything. Lord, we're, we're coming before your throne of grace, just thanking you for what you've already did, for what you will do, Lord. No matter what happens to us in this life, remind us that there is a reason to have joy. Lord, Keep help us to keep the faith, Lord. Help us to um, endure struggles, trials, and tribulations, Lord, turmoil. Help us just to endure so that we can hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, Lord. That's what we're desiring. But we understand that the number one thing in this life is to be saved. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings, Lord. We're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word would go forth, that we would all decrease and that only you would increase. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your magnificent. Amen. Amen. Practice what you preach. Uh, now, this is not a verbatim scripture. So if anybody listens to this or watches this, uh, if you want to go and find where this is, it will not say it uh, <laughs> just like this. So I'm not here to tell you that the scripture said verbatim, practice what you preach. But now he does talk about this. I want you to be aware that the word does declare this. And so we're going to, by the grace of God tonight, show you this in the scriptures. Um, I, 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 I talk to so many people, at least I try to. Um, because I want people to be saved. And oftentimes when I talk to people, they tell me, uh, <laughs> they tell me something that a lot of us we've recognized before. Um, many of us, we've probably have been in this condition. When I talk to different people, they they tell me how uh, someone around them who they they loved or they cared about or maybe somebody that they just worked with, this person they proclaim to be uh, one way, but in their actions, uh, in their behavior, carried themselves, they behaved in a completely different manner. And so I want to look at that tonight. Uh, we're going to come First off, from the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter, 
And at verse 10, Nevin, if you will read that for us. And actually, you know what? Read that one for us. And then I want you to go back up and start at verse. So start at verse 10 for me and then go back up to verse eight and we'll read back down to verse 10 just so we can highlight verse 10. And that ye may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. Going back up to verse eight. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. It shall be a statute throughout your generations, and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. God begins to speak to to his people. And now he tells them, Moses and Abraham, he tells them, look, there are certain things I don't want you to touch. There are certain activities I don't want you to get involved in. There are certain practices. There are things that uh, maybe the people around you, that's what they're doing. Maybe your family members, that's what they're doing. But he said, for you guys, want you to do certain things. And the reason why is because I want to make you different. You know, sometimes when when you practice different behaviors, people look at you and they say, oh, you must think you're better than someone. You know, people people way because you are different. You know, when I was going to uh, (laughs) I always think of this being in middle school and high school. And if you were one of the students who actually got your work done, you know, what we're what we're supposed to be there for, the whole purpose we're to fail is not to drop out, is not to to make bad grades and, and flunk. That's not the purpose. If you actually went to school and, and, and achieved what the goal was, people looked at you different. They look at you different. They say, oh, that thinks they're better than what they really are. No, that person might just study. You should try it sometime. That's all you've got to do. God is a rewarder to all of us. We all have an opportunity to study. And you can pass and get you a good grade on your test. And so, in so many areas of our lives, people look at certain things as being different. And so God now, he tells Aaron and Moses, he tells them there are certain things that I want you to do that you can be different than the rest of the people. So we find that God wants us to be separate. You know, when I I, um, really people who don't even follow God, don't even believe in God uh, to the degree that God wants them to believe in him. People who don't even do this, they understand that someone who follows God, you should live different. People who don't even follow God, you know, why don't the people who, who are supposedly following him, why don't we understand that then? If the people who don't even go to church who some of them don't even believe in God. And they say, you know what? They claim to be a follower of Christ. Why are they acting like this? They're a hypocrite. They're expecting a difference. And rightfully so. They should be expecting a difference. But sadly, the only people not expecting a difference is the people who God told to put a difference. So that's why I wanted to talk about tonight. Look, it's time to practice what you preach. We're telling people things. We're trying to teach somebody. You know, the, <laughs> you know, it's incredible how we all become 
I'm not just talking about actual preaching. I'm talking about anything in life. It's incredible how fast we can teach somebody something. We don't know hardly anything about subjects, whatever those subjects are. But all of a sudden, we've become an expert in the field. We can teach. (laughs) We've become a teacher. And the reason people come up with the same practice, what you preach, they're watching people teach somebody something. They're telling you, hey, this is how you should do it. This is when you should do it. This is where. You... But when it comes down to it, they say, man, you're not even doing it. You're teaching us about it, though. You're telling us how and why we should do it. So many times, uh, even growing up, I've, I've talked to people who, uh, and, and many of us, it hit. But you find people who smoke cigarettes or or they dip or some type of tobacco. You find they if you're if you were a young child, they tell you, look, you need to stay away from this. Don't do that. It's bad for you. It's not good for you. But you're wondering. You practicing what you're teaching. What you're telling me, look, I keep seeing you put that thing in your mouth, puffing off it. Now I'm curious. It must taste good. (laughs) You know, every time I've seen someone eat uh, certain foods by the way that they eat it, I'm must be good. Because there's no way that if that food tasted just absolutely disgusting, there's no way they continue doing it. I know I don't do it. If I find the food tastes bad, man, look, I'm not eating. <laughs> the only way is if that's all I and I've got to just suffer through it. But when I watch people doing certain things, you wouldn't be able to. There's no way that the person smoking that cigarette when you were a young child, there was nothing they could say to persuade you that you shouldn't smoke that cigarette. There was. Thankfully, when I was younger, now this, now I'm not. I wouldn't advise anybody to do. Well, I better leave that alone. I better move on. We've got to practice what we preach. We've got to. You know, are people who don't believe in God expecting this, but God Himself is expecting this. So now, Melvin, I want to run over to the Book of Romans. So that we can see God say these things in the book of Romans. Now we're going to first go down to Romans chapter two and verse 21, I believe. Yeah, Romans chapter two and 21. Thou therefore, which te- teaches another, teaches not, not thyself. Thou that preaches that man should not steal, does thou steal? Practice what you preach. He said, you out there that's talking so much, telling everybody else what to do. He said, you someone, don't steal. It's bad to steal. He said, well, what about when you do it? Are you not teaching yourself? What's going on? This is sadly what we're finding in the world around. And so many people get upset about something that someone else does. And yet. They're doing the same thing, maybe in a different form, maybe to someone else, maybe in a different scenario. Not practicing what we preach. Look, God is expecting. He's waiting. And I'll tell you, he's patiently waiting. Bible is going to tell us in this chapter, he's long suffering. He's putting up with us. He's watching us. Not we know to do. You know, it's bad when we know what to do, but we just won't do it. That's so much worse than the person who's ignorant and they're blind. They just don't know what to do. But many of us, we're teaching someone else. 
some things that are actually right. You know, this is something that I've, I've learned, that I've had to learn, is that there are plenty of people who might not be doing what they should be doing. But they might actually tell me that I should actually do. It's right. But because they're not doing what they should do, oftentimes we say, man, I'm not listening to them because they aren't even doing anything. It's, it look, it, it's difficult when you see somebody not and they try to tell you it's difficult to listen to what they're saying. But you know what? It's worth it. If somebody can help me, whether they're doing right or not, whether they're living like they should be or not, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind now. I'm not going to pretend like everybody is doing right. But any good thing that comes from God, I want to take heed to it. Jesus told us this. Now, we might, we might have time to pick that up, or we might not. But I want to stick in this. I want to deal with this chapter for uh, a little while. But he said, you that are teaching everybody. Now, to be honest with you, this is not just preachers. Because I find, look, everybody's a teacher. Everywhere I turn, everybody's teaching something. You do not have to be what we call a teacher, teaching at a school, teaching elementary, teaching uh, a kindergarten, teaching high school, teaching a college student. No, that's not just a teacher. You have parents. You see it happen all the time. My dad, he always talks to me. uh, He always brings up the story of how when he was teaching me how to drive and uh, I was driving pretty fast. And he, he would tell me, look, slow the car down. And to me, and don't you drive this fast? Don't you drive even faster than that? You drive like this. So it's hard for someone who is being taught something to do the opposite of what they're seeing. We are people. We are who learn to do what we see. That's how we are created. We are followers. That's the truth is, I know everybody says, well, I'm a leader. Uh, I'm different. I'm <laughs> we come up with all of this stuff to make ourselves feel good. But no matter what, we follow in some form or fashion. You, look, you get on, you get on the road and you follow the car in front of you. You might be going in a different direction, but you're going to do some following. Following in life, period. It just is. There's going to be. We go into the store and we get in lines. We're waiting to buy our food. We're going to follow at some point. We're going to follow instructions. There's there's nothing wrong. But now, Sometimes people, as people, God is trying to lead us somewhere. And we're not wanting to take actions. We're not wanting to follow his lead. So now, let's keep reading here, Melvin, because I really want you guys to see this. We've got to practice what we preach. Go ahead, Forrest Mill. Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery. Adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Mm-hmm. Thou that makest thy boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God? He said, you're breaking the laws yourself. Read Forrest Mill. Blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. The scripture here tells us this. This is something that we see all the time. He said the name of God is blasphemed among you, among the Gentiles through you. 
Now, those of us who are declaring to be followers of God, when we go out and we're telling people to live a certain way, but we don't do it, we are giving a bad name. Now, we cannot hurt the reputation of God. But I am saying there are certain people. I I, I was working with a person uh, this past year and uh, a particular church had upset the lady. Now, I wasn't there. I don't, don't know what happened. All I know is she told me, yeah, this group that I was working with, they didn't want to feed me. They didn't want to do this for me. They were talking mean towards me. I wasn't there. I don't know. But what I do know is these type of things happen to people. And so the lady said, you know what? I don't want to work with any of the church folks. I said, hold on, ma'am. You know, I'm a preacher. I'm one of the church people. Now, I might not have been one of you're talking about that mistreated you. But what I can tell you is we're not going to mistreat you. Not not as long as I'm standing here. We're not going to mistreat you. That much I can assure you. I can make sure that I'm going to do right. And you know, it's about God's people living a true example. Yeah, there are some people out there who are not going to do right. They're going to be running around telling people what to do, but they never do it. But God has some true people out there. There there are some people who make others look bad in every field of this world. There are preachers who are out there taking people's money. I, I, I listened to someone recently talk about who have the private jets and uh, the all of this money that they schemed the people out of. It's happening. But that's not all of us. That's the reality. Look, there are police officers. They're planning uh, illegal evidence. They're planning evidence on people. I watched a video uh, one time. Police officers pulled this person over. And they're planning evidence. This, this, the, the person they pulled over did not have anything in their vehicle that they shouldn't have had. Police pulled on the body cam. I mean, these people are brave. <laughs> these people are brave. They're planting evidence on the body cam. And yet they're preaching and teaching people, look, follow the laws. You need to drive a speed limit. Don't have either car, uh, uncontrolled substances, or they're promoting all of these laws. But the reality is they're not practicing what they're teaching people, what they're holding someone else to, the standard they're holding others. We find this everywhere. Every police officer isn't like that. We know this. We know every police officer is not like that. If you do, if (laughs) if you don't think so, then don't ever call the police officer again. But I can guarantee you there's some situations that will arise. We'll be looking for the police officer. Be ready to call them. All of them are not like this. Every black person is not a particular way. Every white person is not a particular way. We we look at different races and we think everybody has to be prejudiced. Everybody has to be a racist. That's not the case. But sure, there are some people out there who start to make you think, wow, they must all be like this. See, we think like this. There are doctors out there, and I know people look up to doctors. But this happens. I've been told these things time again. There are doctors out there who don't care about you. Their job, they're, they're, they're promoting that we're going to try to help you live. But there are doctors out there, they want you to die. They're sick of putting up with you. They're sick of trying to 
save your life, find a way to heal you, find a way to help you to not be in pain anymore. I've heard too many stories. Doctors telling people, look, won't you just go ahead and die? This is the doctor. Look, you know you're in trouble at this point. See, this is why we must put our trust in God first. Look, I'm all for the doctor. I'm all for the police officer. I'm all for the black man, the white man, the black woman and the white woman. I'm all for all of you guys. I'm all for the preacher. But first and foremost, my trust needs to be in God because anyone just name. Any one of us, we can get wrong. But God will never be wrong. There is no unrighteousness. The Bible tells us there is no unrighteousness in God. So at some point, we've got to wake up and realize every group of people, not every um, field of study, not every uh, uh, occupation is full of bad people. Just because you can find some bad people. Not everyone's the same. See, God has some people who are actually putting a difference. They're being different. God truly has some people that are different. There might be some people who are ready to steal from you when your back is turned. But God has some people who are different. He does. And it's going to be a life for you. If you think every day that every group of this specific type of people, they're all bad, they're all evil. That's a miserable life to live. I mean, how can you get away from one specific group of people? It's going to be impossible. Look, you'll wake up mad. You leave out of your house, you're mad. Oh, there's one of them right there. <laughs> you go to the grocery store. Ah, oh, there's another one. You go to your car in the parking lot. There's another one. You go to McDonald's. There's another one. There's nowhere for you to go. You, look, you can go to the water park since you water park. There's another one of those people you don't like. Where can you go? You can't even go to your own home. They're in your neighborhood. If they're not, but they're passing by you. When you pull your phone up and you check Facebook, they're there. Nowhere you can go to get away. Look, they're sending you emails. They're calling your phone. (laughs) It's time for God's people. It's time for us to. Stop the hatred for one another. Let's stop looking at a particular group because somebody from that group, you might find two, you might find 10, you might find 20. But rest assured, there is somebody who's different. There's somebody who's different. Because somebody out here trying to follow everything that God told them to do. I know you can say, well, most people aren't. Yeah, that's true. Most of them are not. But that doesn't mean all. That doesn't mean all. So Paul began people like this. And he said, and all of you that are running around trying to tell someone else how to live, he said, how are you living first? You know, I find this happens so much. The people who continue to try to tell you how they're not even there. And they don't even seem to be trying to get there is the worst part. It's okay if you're a work in progress. Some of of these people aren't even trying to get there. I I listen to people who are uh, therapists. They're supposed to try to help you get past mental problems, depression, and things like that. But, you know, I find these people, they're struggling with it even more than you. So why would you be trying to talk to someone else? Shouldn't you go and help yourself first? Shouldn't that be happening? This is what he's getting at. Everybody's ready to teach. But we're not actually doing these things. We're not actually doing it. 
with everything in me, I'm trying to live the life that I'm on here week after week talking to you about. Look, I'm trying to live this life when the camera is not on, when I'm at my place by myself, when I'm driving down the road, wherever I find myself at. I have to live this life. I don't have a choice. I know, look, I say that. We all technically have a choice. But what I mean by that is, I've made my mind. I'm going to do what God told me. You don't have to be watching Tony for Tony to do right. You don't have to watch me. Look, if I go into the store, I don't need somebody to follow me around every step I make. (laughs) I don't need somebody to do that. Because watching me, look, God's following me around already. I don't need you doing it. He's already watching me. There's nothing. Look, I've I've made mistakes in my past. And nobody had to know about them. But just knowing that God knew, knowing how much he did for me, realizing how he sent Christ to die for me, and Christ never did any wrong. That alone realizing how many opportunities that he's given me after I prom- I said, God, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. I won't do that again. Finding myself fall into the same traps. Even though you weren't there, you might not, never know about it. But you know what? Just because God knew that was enough for me to say, look, that, that's enough of this. I got to live the life that God told me. You don't have to know. I don't have to know every wrong that you've ever did. I don't want to know. What I do want to know is, are you ready now to live the life that you've been talking about? To live the life that is proclaimed in you that tell people don't steal, man. It's wrong to steal. Look, are you going in Walmart stealing? I I find people, they... You know, the devil is really working in us. I've talked to people before. They say, you know what? (laughs) They tell me this, they say, oh, man, it's not stealing if you go into Walmart and take something. How's it not? What has changed? It's a store. It belongs to someone else. It doesn't belong to you. How's it not stealing? They say, oh, man, you know, they got to be crooks. That person is a crook, even if Walmart accumulated everything they have the wrong way. If if Walmart stole every 100% of the thing they own, even if they stole it, how does it make it right for you to go in and steal it? You're the same thing as Walmart in that instance. You're saying they're a crook. (laughs) Lord help us. Here you are. You're a crook. And you think you're not. This is who Paul was talking to. He said, you're telling other people don't steal, don't lie, don't don't commit adultery, don't commit fornication, don't go out cheating on people. He said, aren't you doing the same thing? What's the difference? So when God's people really get into the And we really start to read this word and actually apply this word to our lives. We will find out that there's no escape. Let's go up because he tells us this. Go back up, man. Go back up to verse one. Look, there is no escape, Lord. There is no escape. Look, if you see some people who are claiming to live godly and holy and this, that and the other, but they are not, just know there's no escape for them. See, this is why I cannot go back. I cannot live because I realize, man, that's going to catch up with me. I'm not going to escape God. I can hide. I can get over on you all the time, but I can, I could never get over on God. Look, he, he stood, the Bible tells us, 
beginning and he declared the end. I don't know what the end's like. The only piece of the end that I know is what he's told me. I can't tell you what tomorrow will be like. I don't know if it'll rain. I don't know if it'll snow. I don't know if asteroids will fall down from the sky. What's going to happen? I don't know if my car is going to turn on. I don't know if the lights are going to turn on, if the internet will work or not. I don't know. And you don't either. You might say, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. That's what that's what the scripture they said. Man is continuing. The Bible talks about scoffers. They're going to come and they're going to say, "Look, y'all are talking about God, Jesus coming back, and all this other stuff." They said, "Look, the world is continued on the same way it's been going. Look, we already know what's going to happen. The same thing that's always been happening. I'm going like." Flip the light switch and it's going to come on. You don't know what's going to happen, brother. That might be the last time God allowed you the strength in your limbs to flip that light switch. See, I don't know. I've got to be grateful every day for the little bit of life, for the strength that God has given me. I understand the Bible tells me, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He can take away what he gave me. So why would I manipulate what God blessed me with? Why would I abuse it and misuse it? You know, when loans you something, if a person loans you their car and they see you, <laughs> they see you driving their car any kind of way. If they see you, if they see you um, and uh, eating food and uh, wasting food all over their car. They see you. uh, (laughs) You're letting your kids play all in the car, tearing things up. If they see you mistreat their car and abuse their car, you know what they're thinking, man, I've got to get my vehicle back. The last time I'm letting you use it. You're not respecting what I've given you. It's sad that sometimes People will allow other people to use some of their thing. Let them borrow something. They don't care about your stuff at all. So, see, God is allowing you to use what he gave you. We got nothing of our own. I don't care how smart someone is, how many words that they can uh, uh, tell you, how much studying that they do, how accomplishments and accolades that they have. We gain nothing but what God has allowed us to receive. I don't care how much I sit down and study. I can study math. I can study science. I can study biology, social studies, U.S. history, economics. I can study all day. And you know what? The Bible tells me God is the one that gives the increase. If God doesn't bless me to increase, it doesn't matter what you do. You can all night, work the next day, work all year. If God doesn't allow you to increase, you will not. You will not. So at some point, We must recognize where our help comes from, where our life comes from. So once you begin to recognize all these things, look, I'm telling you, it becomes so much easier to do right. It becomes so much easier to do right by God and by other people. See, it's truly right with God. See, the Bible tells us that God is love. So you can you can tell where a person is with God by how we love one another. You can tell. That's what uh, I told her. He said, where where dwelleth the love of God in you if we don't love one another? He said, how can you say that you love God whom you have not even seen? But you won't even do right to the people that you see every day, just because they're a different color, they're 
They work a different job. Whatever it is, they go to a different church. You can't love them. He said, that's, that's not the love of God. You're not practicing what you've been telling everybody. God is expecting this out of us. So as pick us up in verse one, Melvin, you will find there's no way out. Read for us, Melvin. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For, when, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest. For thou that judgest doest those, the same things. <laughs> He said, you're inexcusable. There is no escape. You can talk all day if you want. You can talk. Somebody said, till the cows go home. I don't know where the cows are going. (laughs) Till they come home. I don't know when the cows are going home. (laughs) But you can keep talking. And he said, at the end of the day, now this is the book. God declares at the end of the day, there is no excuse. You know, sometimes, People try to make excuses. Uh, Jesus told that at one consent, they all begin to make excuses. You know, we love to make excuses for why. We're not living right. We make so many excuses. Somebody said, well, if my parents had raised me better, if they had did this for me, if that for me, I would have turned out different. How long are you going to continue to make that excuse? Here you are, 20 years old, 30 years old, 40, 50, 60, 70, still talking about what your parents did when you were a teenager. I said, you're going to be without an excuse. People, we're going around lying, hurting one another, and making an excuse. We're going around mistreating one another. And we've got an excuse. Well, it's because I, I, this keeps happening to me. See, I'm in this situation that you're not in. You think God's going to accept that excuse? You know, I can easily do someone wrong. You know, you know there, are, there are situations that I don't enjoy. Uh, people are upset. And they've had what what we call a rough day. Sometimes people use that as an excuse why they can just blow up on the next person. You know, I've went to uh, I went to the drive through before. And uh, you can always tell when someone is upset by how they talk to you, what you want. You know, you. You get to the drive-thru, what you want? (laughs) I remember going through a drive-thru and um, closed the window. And I'm still sitting there looking because I wanted to ask for, I can't remember if it was ketchup. I believe it was some ketchup or some napkins. Um, And they, when they noticed me, they turned around, they look, what do they want now? And you know, I hadn't did anything wrong to that person. People have bad days, bad experiences, bad times. They're frustrated because, yeah, I want to go home or this is going wrong or that's going wrong. And we use that as an excuse for why we're going to mistreat. We say, well, you didn't have to do what I did today. Maybe I didn't. But did you have to do what I did? See, we can always say, everybody's got some type of struggle that they're going through. See, I didn't come on here today to talk about what all struggles I went through. So complain. I'm not even going to get into those struggles because I understand you've had those too. I can't come on here to this Bible study and just, (laughs) just degrade everybody. Just attack Because of what has happened to me all day long, because my internet has been out for two days, and it has. I'm I'm depending on my internet big time, but I can't come on here tonight. I can't. I can't do that. 
and mistreat you. So Paul said, look, you are inexcusable. You can think you have a reason to mistreat someone because you have to deal with a certain situation more than someone else. But he said, just know you that are running around telling other people what to do. And and you know what? You know what, Melvin? Just to make sure we're on the same page here because my time is just about out. Run over to the book of James, chapter 1, and verse 20. Because sometimes people, people are what we call slick. You guys are trying to be slick. and. People try to get away with things. People try to get away. Somebody's going to say, oh, that talked about people who are teachers. See, I'm not a teacher. (laughs) I don't teach anybody anything. See, I just let people do whatever they want to do. I don't say nothing. You know, let's make sure we get everybody in this because somebody's going to try to duck and dodge, but you cannot. You cannot escape God. You're still without excuse. Pick us up in James 1 and 22, Mel. But be, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. He said, you're still deceiving yourself also. If you are not doing what the word is, whether you're running around telling everybody else or not, he said, you've heard it, you know. The sad thing is, all we do is talk about it. But he said, you're deceiving your own self. Be in trouble yourself. You cannot escape. There is no hiding place. You cannot escape God. So this is why I truly try with everything in me, and I'm trying to get better. Because I have not made it to Jesus's level yet. So I'm still striving every day. See, how close can I get? But he's looking for us to live the life that we're claiming we live. To live hearing about. See, most of us, we know what we should and should not do. We've heard. But he said, we better become doers of what we know to do, what the word tells us to do. Because otherwise, we will not be saved. We're deceiving ourselves in thinking we're going to be saved, knowing we're not living right. And the first thing people do, the first thing people say when uh, something is brought up, and they know it's not right. They say, well, so-and-so is not doing right. <laughs> well, Melvin did this. <laughs> See, Melvin should do right first, and maybe I, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said, you, you need to do right. So what? Look, if Tony never wants to do right, that will not be enough for you to be saved. God is still going to look at your actions. So may God bless you guys. God continue to help you. And may God give you a mind, give us all a mind, that we would be willing and desirous to do what he told us to do, to do all that he told us to do. Not not do the parts that we like, the parts that feel good to us. Look, I, let, let me say this last thing. You know, I, I see this so much and it's sad. It's sad because a lot of us in the church, the one sin that many of us are true to, now it's true, it's a sin now. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Being gay is a sin. Homosexuality, it is without a doubt. A sin in the eyes of God. Doesn't matter who disagrees with that. To God, it is a sin. And I'm not going to go and show you all of that tonight. 
you are not sure about that, we can deal with it. We can get to the book. But now there's so many of us in the church. We're against that. But all the other sins we're okay with. We're so against. But when you have these girlfriend and boyfriends sleeping around, you're not preaching against that. You're not talking to them. Your children doing it. Your, your friends doing it. Even you yourselves doing it. You're not against that, though. You're not against drunkenness. You're not against lust, all types of other sins. But the one sin that we're holding to, we, we haven't missed out on that sin yet. <laughs> that's the sin we're holding the closest to. We say, oh, that, that's not right. It'll never be right. You're correct. And we didn't, we didn't finish off that verse uh, back where we started in the book of Romans, chapter 2. But he said, dost thou commit sacrilege? Are you not holding true to all the things that God told you? And yet, you're judging everybody. He said, look, you're going to be condemned too. Even with those other people that you're saying the right thing against, you're telling them they shouldn't be gay. You're right. He said, don't you know? You're just as wrong. So, this is that God's people we would get to this level where all of the things, all of the things that God told us is wrong, that we're trying to avoid them. We're, we're telling others, hey, don't do that because God is not pleased with it. So may God bless you. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. I, I truly appreciate you guys as always. Have a all right. Thank you, Minister Banks. Good message. As always, we do have a few comments. Um, David says, praise the Lord, my brothers. I hope everyone is doing well and having a great day. And the Lord, Casey, also says, and everyone, hopefully everyone is having a blessed and prosperous evening. God bless. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord, you all. And also Chelsea says, praise the Lord. Kim says, greetings in the name of Jesus from Michigan. And thank you to all, everyone who is the Lord to everyone. I hope everyone is having an excellent evening or if you're watching this at an earlier or later time, morning, a great night, whatever time you may find yourself listening or watching to this video, um, watching this video, I do pray that your time is well. Um, and all the way from Michigan, um, for God, for the technology, uh, we can talk to people all over the world in the comfort of our own homes. And we're just exceedingly grateful to get the word of God out there. Kim also says we should practice what we preach or change our speech. Definitely. Casey says, Lord, help us to be doers. And that's so true. Uh, we like to hear the word, but then when it comes to the situation where we actually have to do it, um, that's why I always pray, Lord, help me mean it. Um, we had a Bible study a while ago, Lord, help me in the moment. Because I can say, I want to do this. I want to do that. And uh, I brought up a funny example of I would tell a friend that, okay, yeah, we can we can definitely hang out. We can go bowling. We can go to the movies at, at, at this day. And then that day actually gets gets here and I'm tired. I'm like, oh, man, hopefully they don't hopefully they don't text me. <laughs> uh, if they don't text me, I'm not texting them because I don't feel like doing it. But that's just the funny of how we are with God. We say this. And we say we'll do that. But then when the moment actually presents itself, we don't do it for whatever reason. So I always pray to God, help me in the moment. Help me to mean these things that I say. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Lord. If the things that I not with your righteousness, then I don't want them and I don't need them. I want things that you want for me. And what I want may be not what I need or what you want for me. We need to take one for me. But we need to take um, accountability for our actions. Um, Tony brought it up earlier. And he said a while, if I send myself to hell, I have nobody to blame but me. I remember hearing a whole lot in school how this teacher gave this person an F. Uh, oh, she gave me an F. <laughs> That's what they earned. That's what you earned. So if we find ourselves in 
God, he, he just has something against me. He just sent me. We send ourselves. And, and the word, it says, his, it's not his will for any of us to perish. So we need to take accountability. I remember being in ninth grade, my um, basketball, uh, my high school basketball coach was telling me a story about how his role in school. And he told him that, oh, man, he made that other person made me do that. And his dad, he said, um, are, are you you mean to tell me the other person had a remote control and hit a button that made you do that thing? You know, we c- try to come up with so many excuses as things that we do. I heard in one and, and somebody say that on Judgment Day, he won't even let us get out another person's name as to why we did this, why we did that. And I can't say, oh, but Tony did this and Tony did. No, it's it's on me. You know, we, we need to take accountability. And as the title says, what we preach, um, Jordan says, I wasn't able to make the full study, but I got the main message. Always necessary to be brought back to seeking his goodwill and not veering off on my own. God bless you, Tony and Melvin. Praise Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. And as I mentioned to how grateful I am for to have this technology that we do have, all of these messages are recorded. Um, so if you want to, you can go back and watch from the beginning. Um, all of our messages are recorded and either posted on Facebook or on our website at jmsbible.com slash messages. And I'm just looking at our database now. Um, 671 days of messages now, over 485 studies. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been that long or we've done that many studies, but there is no end in sight. You know, God can say this is our last message, but you know, us, we want to continue as long as we can, as long as the Lord blesses. So much for tuning in. And I hope you got, oh, everyone gets something out of the message. And I thank all of our commenters. We have David Casey, Sister Rosie, Chelsea, Kim, and also Jordan. Thank you so much for tuning in. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom hey. Bible studies. Oh, go ahead. I know you're doing the outro, but before you uh you know, I, I realized something, and now I'm telling you, God works this way, because even as I was talking earlier um, about how my internet has been out for two days, I didn't even recognize I'm using the internet right now. You know, this God is. See, I, I've, I've been using the hotspot from my cell phone, and so I honestly didn't even recognize that God had blessed us to do this Bible study through the internet. So you never know when God is going to, my God, you don't know going to bless you and reward you because of your faithfulness, because you are continuing to do what he asks you to do, even the smallest things. So, you know, I, I just wanted to share that because I didn't even realize it until, <laughs> until after I, I pretty much Talking and then I was able to look and, and check my phone and say, oh, man, the Internet's working. It, it's been out for two days. But, you know, God, he, he comes in right on time. So thank you guys for that, uh, for allowing me to say that. Uh, he definitely comes in right on time. Uh, Tony, you said you depend on. I nodded real hard on that one because that's my job. That's the Bible study. We, we definitely heavily rely on the internet to work as it should but we can't we cannot lose our focus on who is allowing the internet to work so um i think uh praise god i'm to you know he allows us to get on here to spread his word so again um as my reminder to you guys we do have zoom bible studies every monday evening 7 p.m central standard time we would love to see you guys there and as I always like to say, well, um, got two more comments. Kim said, glory to God. And Casey said, um, definitely glory, glory to him. He deserves it all. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. Coming straight from the word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And until next time, praise the Lord. And thank you once again for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.